0: Hey nerds, do you like comics? Then you should definitely check out what we're gonna call our cousin podcast, Girls with Issues. It includes Billy Bones and Vicky O, my two all-time favorite people in New York State. Listen to them geek out about comics on a weekly basis. You can go find them, Girls With Issues. You can follow them on Twitter. You can check them out on iTunes and Facebook. And definitely give them a good old shout-out because we love them and we think you will love them. Thanks so much. Check out Girls With Issues.
1: You're listening to Nerds on Film. With Sarah Ashley, Kevin Sertorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. If you had to bang one creature from a fantasy film, which one would it be? Avatar. A
0: creature. Could not <laughs> be human. Kevin's <Avatar. laughs> <laughs> like, I've thought of this
1: already. <laughs> Brian, which okay. fantasy right. character would you bang Hang on. in its waste disposal mm-hmm. hole? <laughs> oh. Wait what? In the waste? Disposal. Well, because I don't know if aliens and weird other things call it it so the whatever hole their disposal. waste comes out of. Why that's does it the have to be? It's the oh. most forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's so special and amazing. Uh, I'm gonna.
2: Uh, this is gonna be a cop out, but I'm gonna say Wonder Woman. Totally, it's
1: comic book, but it's it's fantasy. She's not no, a creature. No comic
0: book. No comic yeah, book. Counts as fantasy.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't talking... I said a creature, you know, like an orc or... I'm not going to fuck uh, an orc. An elf, <laughs> come on. Yeah, or elf, is elf is totally... Elf and princess, probably, t- Jabba yes. the hut.
3: Elf is totally... Oh, dude. I don't know which fold I would put my dick in with of the hut. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyone? <laughs> all of <laughs> them,
1: actually. <laughs> Seven, all of them. All
3: of them. <laughs> I'm done here. Next one. I'm done here. Next one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dear God.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm grossing myself out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. that's how they breathe I,
0: Elf, elf I'm totally down I want legless That's what I want
1: Oh, okay It's those blonde locks Well, well played It's the point of ears Kevin said avatar yeah. The avatars The hot blue thunder cat blue people blue cat elves So yep. I think it makes sense Down, down
3: I'm down to have you an orgasm like nine With feet. the connected head tail thing You're And some be... actual penetration That would be awesome You realize yeah.
2: they're like Nine feet tall though
3: It's all good That's just more pussy for me <laughs>
0: Oh, wait no that doesn't yeah, yes
1: Sean totally like, gets it I do can I say that on
3: the episode
1: yes we'll leave it in it's so we apparently it? you guys you we, we
2: broke you on Sunday because what was it you said that you just like, were laughing for 30 seconds straight
1: oh crap what was it on Sunday was it the long dong silver oh that was just so well timed it was so good <laughs> that so
4: was pretty good. awesome <laughs>
1: Yeah. That was pretty great. Long dong silver. Long dong silver at your humble service. <laughs> which a lot of those that's a chain of sex shops and they're usually put right next to Long John Silver, which has created <laughs> a, a lot of Families lot of leaving in horror. But oddly enough, both shops smell like fish. I, I no. just, oh. You you stole my fucking punchline, Brian. I, oh,
3: all it all I have up. a new
1: one for you, Sean. I asked for that's the lo- how close we are. We finish e- finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> I asked for the three foot long grouper, not the three foot long dog. Sentences.
0: <laughs> 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 I we totally finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> uh huh. Sandwiches. So <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> from we, I'm trying
2: to remember where the hell that was so from. So seriously, Sean, who was your what was your choice for the fantasy fuck?
1: I had I I was gonna come up with one while we were all talking about it, and then when I mentioned Jabba the Hutt, and I realized how many folds and different areas I could squeeze into, I think I'm going Jabba the Hutt. Really? But only with Princess Leia in in the metal in bikini. the bikini has to watch.
0: Ew! Nothing about that is appealing. <laughs> That's
1: kind and of, then of course yeah. every and right as as I climax, Salacious Crumb goes. ah!
0: <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's let's backtrack here for a second. You said any fantasy creature, and you were opting not to go for like the female version of Job the Hut. Like he can't be the only one of his kind.
1: No, no, there are female Huts, yeah, for sure. No, but that's the he's the only one that has Princess Leia on a chain. Ooh, brother has a point. I told you, it's I okay. can't keep it hard unless she watches, and then yeah. salacious Crumbs waiting to. It's not gay in space.
0: Oh, oh,
3: it's okay. not.
1: No.
0: Gotcha. Uh-uh.
1: It's not gay on Tatooine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a certain amount of like... Or, oh wait, no. Uh-huh. Nerd uh-huh. bro just that I missed. I would
1: fuck. I'd fuck the Sarlacc pit. Really? Uh, really? really? Yeah. Something about the teeth. But it's, like a, it's
0: gaping. It's a gaping, <laughs> gaping hole. You're not going to get anything out of that.
1: Yeah, I have a, in, a condition. I don't out. want to talk about. <laughs> it's very few people have it. Me and Liam Neeson and a couple other people have it.
0: Elephantitis. It, of the dick? I
1: need. <laughs> I need that size hole.
2: Oh, oh. all yeah. right okay. That's, That's right. You guys
1: only see me via Skype. You don't see the wheelbarrow <laughs> no, with that. my whole junk in it next to me. <laughs>
2: Scientists actually had
1: Sean um, help fix the Bay Bridge after the Loma Prieta earthquake.
2: Oh,
0: okay. You yeah. had to like help support it? Exactly. Oh, you were the well, no, I,
1: it's They had to get people over the bridge while they were building it, so we just threw my dick as like a temporary bridge and the cars drove over it. Oh, Okay, how'd that feel? A little speedboat. <laughs> Horrible. Which is really? why Sean needs
2: to have his dick run over by a car to get hard now.
1: It's true. <laughs> We've just totally gone completely. <laughs> we've gone
2: down a very fucked
1: up. We, rabbit we've hole gone down
3: point. so far. Akbar. We haven't even said Akbar. <laughs> we're just down there in the no, hole with the honestly, scarlet sun
0: <laughs> pit. With Akbar, it really just comes down to racism or like offending a certain specific types of people.
2: Yeah. So
1: yeah. So
0: far, we're good. So Brian, wait, did you say who you would fuck?
1: Yeah, Wonder Woman. But, but she's not a creature. Yeah. Why
2: does it have to be a it
1: creature? To it can't be, be a creature, She was a humanoid. stunning
3: creature. That's Hold right. on. on. That's what the
0: question was. She's
3: isn't she from like some?
0: No, she's from. If they look like a
1: if they look like a person, they have to at least be blue or something. No,
2: I said no, 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 I said elf. So I went with. I went with like a few go Legolas, I go Arwen easily. All right, all right, yeah. And with that, welcome to Nerds on Film, everybody. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley.
3: I am Kevin
1: Sutorius. And I am Sean Moriarty.
3: And look who's back. Guess who's back? Brian's back. Guess who's, who's back? back? Who's Guess
1: back? back? Guess He's back who's from back? shooting Lame Miserable Me with all minion cast.
2: Miserable Me.
1: I don't understand. What are you
4: talking
2: about? I was here the whole time. I was just in urban, urban camouflage.
0: Urban camouflage in mm-hmm. the Nerd Cave were just painted green?
1: Uh huh. He was painted like the wall. You show me the Sherlock suit. Holmes, right? So he that you're explained in the chair the all the time? weird lumps sure. that I saw in okay. on that one corner. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm
2: back on. Uh, Les Miserables is getting close to opening. And um, as it is right now, the podcasting schedule for it doesn't conflict with uh, the rest of the dates. So I'm back on for at least the next month or so.
1: Yay! Huzzah! Whoa!
2: We missed you, buddy. Cool, I guess. Uh, oh, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are looking forward to it. You guys are seeing it next Friday, right?
0: Yeah, on the 27th, mm-hmm. right?
2: What I have discovered from like, doing Les Miserables is I found out I can hit some notes that I didn't think I could hit, because I have to, have to hit some really high notes as being, a, being one of the students.
0: Brian, nobody likes a braggart.
2: I'm not. Yeah. I'm just, i just, I was pleasantly surprised. That's, That's all. That's awesome. That's all. I'm not trying to like say, how, oh, look at me. I could... How
0: much did you have to squeeze your scrotum to... <laughs> <laughs> About
2: five millimeters.
0: Hold <laughs> on, Hold on, sir. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Stop ow! It. Ow, it hurts!
2: There was a point in time where we did this uh. at a restaurant and we were literally, we had the whole room going for what? 20 minutes. Oh God, <laughs> <some sleep. laughs> He's breathing in the bag!
0: <laughs> He's breathing into the bedmo bag! Stop <laughs> breathing! You're gonna hyperventilate.
1: we're back all right now that kevin is back and has breathed enough into that paper bag <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i'm okay now i have water and i feel better now
1: all my, right
3: my abs still hurt though
1: oh
0: my gosh well okay so let's just walk away from that and uh bring it back to the topic so topic at hand fantasy film that's why we were kind of talking about fantasy characters in the beginning. So it's pretty interesting when you look at the fantasy genre in film because it's basically been there since film has began, um, and you know it kind of goes all the way back to uh, you know a trip to the moon. The the George yeah,
2: go- I was going to say it goes back to Georges Méliès. Yeah, yeah uh, pretty much all of his silent films were something of a fantastic nature, and that's because Méliès was a magician. He mm-hmm. wanted to show the otherworldly. The nature of what film could offer.
0: Well, and actually, technically, um, a trip to the moon wasn't even the first one to really count. If you look um, at uh, 1897, um, George Melies had uh, a very short film called The Bewitched Inn, um, and it was a, it was like kind of more of a snippet type. Um, thing, but it was like a guy whose like clothes came to life or something like that. Yeah, and so like honestly, really the first thing that Georges Méliès ever did was a fantasy film.
2: Exactly. Um, and for those yeah. who don't know who Georges Méliès was, he was one of the earliest silent filmmakers. Um, we did a whole episode related to him on Nerds and History, which Sarah was a part of, uh, Cinematron Prime. And yeah. also, if you saw the movie Hugo, Georges Méliès was played by Ben Kingsley in that movie. Sir, yeah. sir. sir, Ben Kingsley. Hey, say, hey, hey, no, hey, he, he earned it. it. He earned it.
0: Um, but, I mean, really, fantasy genre, when we look at that and we kind of try to define it as we have done so <clears> on <throat> previous podcasts, you find that the actually what it takes to have fantasy, uh, fantasy really transposes into a lot of movies and, and kind of incorporates them and has a lot of blurred lines with other genres, especially into science fiction and horror. So, um, basically, what fantasy needs is supernatural events, magic, talking creatures, basically something that um, goes beyond the the normal physical realm that we are used to.
2: And it can be something as simple as like Stranger Than Fiction, where the voice of the narrator is dictating what's actually happening Mm -hmm. in his life. It doesn't have to be anything that is overtly magical, but something that just kind of defies normal explanation.
0: Right. Hmm. But normally when people are talking about fantasy, um, and, I, and I feel like almost to a certain extent, Sean, when I when I brought this genre up to you, that maybe you kind of were thinking this along the same line because you told me. You're like, well, I don't know that much about fantasy. And I said, I, ooh, no, I kind of think that maybe you do know more than you think. Because, you know, normally the first thing you think of is the normal um, –
1: like, like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and, and all that.
0: Yeah, and that's a very specific uh, subgenre called um, it's either medieval fantasy or high fantasy. And that's where it definitely kind of takes place in that, like, sort of historical time period or that kind of, like, alternate world that, yeah. like, Narnia and Lord of the Rings and that kind of stuff plays into. Um, yeah. Things like Game of Thrones, that sort of yeah. type of stuff.
2: And I think that's probably called high fantasy because the, the themes and the imagery you see in those were derived from classical literature, basically.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, it kind of all goes back to... You know King Arthur and sure. Camelot and Sir, thing, yeah. and Sir and Sir Gawain, but
1: I'm slaying dragons—that's not fantasy. <laughs> dragons are real, actually. And, and even
0: then, um, there's actually even a difference between the high fantasy and sword and sorcery subgenre. So they yeah. kind of like play again on the same medieval scale. Sword and sorcery is a little bit more of the the King Arthur style where um there's usually somebody who's going for a specific purpose, a specific mission, and it's on a smaller scale. Um yeah. that's the damsel in distress, the slay the dragon, okay. the, the hero's journey. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean it's definitely included. Yeah. But, oh, I would mean, her-
2: argue that Harry Potter could be Sword and Sorcery at first.
0: Yeah, it could. But the thing with high fantasy that that does is a little bit different in the sense that um, they do entire world building on on high
1: fantasy. Right. So, so wait, so Harry Potter's high fantasy? That's not like a subgenre of like witchcraft fantasy?
0: Uh, no, no, no. That's that's considered that's considered like modern high fantasy. And okay. The, the subgenres tend to blur a lot. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um. So the yeah. fact that that Harry Potter yes takes place sort of in our world, but they really do have an alternate reality. Um, okay. So,
3: so does that mean that Twilight is high fantasy?
0: No. Thank you. you no, know, that's
2: Twilight kind of builds itself into our world. Mm-hmm. Right. a world that's very close to ours. Yeah. Right, but so yeah. does Harry Potter. I guess so. Oh, so yeah. here's the thing, though. I feel like, from what I remember back from the script analysis classes I took in college, we talked about the world of the script, right? And the world of the script can be a world that is like ours, but no single world in any script is going to be reality necessarily right. so arguably in that by that very broad definition anything could be fantasy but we're not going to go that route because right. i think because there's to...
3: there's no challenge there's no point if we go that way
2: exactly um but that being said you know a lot of people don't like twilight because of the quality of the writing and because of the some of the goofy gimmicks that are in oh that just the story. that's that's no, surface the writing level is terrible yeah. that's surface yeah. level right there.
1: and the acting's not so hot either
2: yeah um, yeah, but I would say <laughs> I would say if I had to pick between the two, Harry Potter is more high fantasy because
3: they actually go to their 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 world, whereas in Twilight, it's all based yeah. on like our reality.
2: Correct, and yeah. T- Okay, Okay. so basically, because the entire entire wizarding world is hidden in our world.
3: Yeah, we can't see it because we are muggles. Yes. All right, cool.
0: If you want to look at the definition of high fantasy, it says basically that it's a subgenre of fantasy fiction defined either by its taking place in an imaginary world distinct from our own or by the epic stature of its characters, themes, and plot. Um, So that includes The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and that type of thing. Wizard of Oz. Oh, Wizard of Oz would,
2: would definitely count yeah. kind of
0: as okay. mo- moderate fantasy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and Narnia and Alice in Wonderland. Yep. Because there's, if you look at the three subtypes of high fantasy, there's um, a setting in which the primary world does not exist. So that would be Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. The second parallel worlds entered through a portal through the primary world, Alice in Wonderland, Oz, Narnia. Sword of
2: Truth mm-hmm. as well.
0: And then a distinct world within a world is part of the primary world. And that's Harry Potter. That's Percy Jackson. That's Stardust.
3: Yeah. Oh, Stardust. Good call.
0: Which is actually a really good movie. It is and a I really think that one was kind of underrated. Movie. I love yeah. Stardust. Um, yeah. One
3: of them, I think I'm trying to remember who. This was probably with Nick. I'm going to give you a shout out, Nick, if you listen to the podcast. Um, and he brought up how Princess Bride. And Stardust could be a really good movie pairing.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, Princess Bride. There you hey,
3: go. No totally, fantasy movie. Totally
0: fantasy.
2: There you go. Absolutely. Uh, and that would probably qualify as the third one, right? The third example?
0: No, no, no. Because that, that's a book. So it's not. you're not going through an actual portal. He's telling a story. In the story, it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy story that he's reading. Okay, so never mind.
1: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think, based on what we've all been talking about, I also think that... Uh, star wars especially the newer star wars movies could fit into high fantasy oh, totally. even though they're science fiction based just totally. because of the so
0: absolutely different world yeah no sean you're totally, totally the right. plural. yeah no you're totally totally right and this is one thing that i know i will be retracting because i know i said very early on that i'm like no way star wars is sci-fi um and then like slowly with each time famous. i talk to brian about star wars we, we've come to the middle ground of, like, a, it's sci-fi and fantasy, and mm-hmm. that's where it blurs the lines.
2: Please excuse me for a second.
0: <laughs> Victory! Okay, I'm good. Do you feel better now?
2: I do. Okay. There yeah. was Never a vein that was bulging so in the center of your forehead. <laughs> I think you
3: should get that checked
2: out. <laughs>
0: So yeah, but it, so it definitely blurs the lines again. Same thing with like the horror genre. Um, you know, things where ghosts and monsters appear. King Kong is really kind of a fantasy. The movie. Conjuring. The Conjuring. <laughs> stop bringing it up, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes, it scared me. Congratulations.
3: <laughs> it scared me too. I just like talking about it. There you go. Um,
0: oh, stop it! That <laughs> was my ear. <laughs>
3: And plus, it's, your hands are not coming out of a closet, so therefore, it's, it's not, not as intimidating. Scary. not as. Fine.
2: As. Sean was, you saw Sean was trying to do it, too. Sean was slowly getting his hand in. <laughs> no, I knew if I kept
1: doing this, that somebody there would do it and scare the shit out of Sarah.
0: Did, no, well, it startles me that somebody's clapping right by my ears. That's what scares me. Huh. <laughs>
1: I'm like, why are you we doing We need to it, put... We need to put an, like an armoire right behind Sarah <laughs> when we record, so and a can... child. We have to hire a child to sit in there <laughs> <laughs> and just wait to clap. Just wait, just wait. It'll be once during every recording. <laughs> yeah. I
0: think like one of Eric's kids wants yeah, to, make, like, like, well, Eric bucks. to do it? Yeah, I was <laughs> like,
1: one Eric's kids do it. Yeah, they just have to put like creepy white makeup on their forearms and hands. <laughs> yeah, they, one of them would totally do it if you coaxed him.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so I've, you know, some of the more obvious type of fantasy things is pretty much anything that Disney's ever done.
1: Yeah. yeah talking animals. Yeah, and that's
0: <laughs> done. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty yeah.
2: blatant. Well, I mean, like, if we're talking, like, within the context of The Lion King, absolutely. Like, ba- and Bambi, I mean, yeah, that too. I think Bambi, though, was kind of meant to take place in our world, but we're just. There's, there's, since there's no direct versions of humans in that...
3: Yes, there is. They shoot her... The hunter. But the you never to. really see one, though. So, so. There's a
2: gunshot.
0: Same thing with uh, Lion King, though. I mean... Yeah, it, and but I like guess-
2: Ratatouille. Like Ratatouille, like... All the animals, all the rats are communicating with one another, but we're just seeing it from their perspective. And then when they try to
3: communicate, uh, like with humans, it just squeaks.
2: Exactly.
1: Okay. Yeah, but the fact that the rats can actually organize that way makes it fantasy because that, of course, you know,
2: it's the same thing with Cinderella. Total
1: You're imagination. To seven Cinderella, mice. Cinderelly. To... Cinder. Oh wow, that's a I terrible don't know what voice. The
2: hell that
4: was. <laughs> I, I'm trying. To <laughs> that
3: do... was a pedophile. <laughs> Cinderella.
1: That was the dude who played that mouse in the movie later in his career at dinner <laughs> theaters with a cigarette <laughs> in his mouth. Hey, <laughs> hey guys. Cinderella a rally. Hey there's there's hey an anniversary me. at table four, congratulations.
4: <laughs> I, oh
2: <my>
1: <laughs> I had
2: dreams. I was gonna be a soprano in the Vienna Boys Choir. <laughs> and then this happened. Happy Firestine, everybody. Happy Firestein.
0: A dream is a wish your heart makes, my. A dream ass. is a wish your heart makes. <laughs>
3: in Mrs. Doubtfire, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he
0: was. <sighs> oh, honey. <laughs> oh, honey. I'm so
3: happy. Oh, I'm so happy for you.
0: But we digress. Yes. Um, but I mean, yeah, so those are like, Disney's way, way, way more obvious. What? Things that, that you don't necessarily think of, though, Tom Hanks and Big. Yeah. So yeah.
2: that would that would absolutely qualify.
0: That's totally, totally fantasy.
3: Um, and to take a more modern spin to it, like by our generation, all of the Marvel superhero movies. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. Um, yeah. even more obscure ones, uh, one just popped in my head, thirteen going on thirty.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, yeah. anyone any where the kids change age, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that one that was where um,
3: Lindsay Lohan? Groundhog Day. Fr- well,
0: yeah, yes. definitely Groundhog, Groundhog Day, Day for Groundhog sure. Day. Yeah,
3: Freaky Friday
2: freaky before Friday. she was coked out.
0: But even then, uh, there was an original Freaky <laughs> Friday before that. Uh, before that,
2: that yeah, yeah, that um, I know. was it 18 yeah, again, with Jodie Foster. Yeah, the one with both so, yes, Zach it's... Efron and the one with the uh, Kirk Cameron and Dudley uh Moore. The 18 again. The Exorcist. Would you say that's a fantasy movie?
3: Yeah, Mm, fantasy horror.
2: Yeah, Yeah. you
1: could call it a fantasy movie, but you're probably going to piss off a lot of Catholics and Christians.
0: (laughs) There you
1: go. I spoke too soon. I'm sorry, Brian. That shit (laughs) can
0: happen.
2: It's all fantasy until it happens to you. (laughs) It's all fantasy until the devil's got you by the balls. It's all fantasy until you start vomiting. which reminds me
1: my favorite fantasy it's a fantasy slash comedy i think is uh the passion of the christ (laughs) i know it's a different like kind of blended genre but oh boom boom boom
0: boom boom. wow um moving
2: i'm sorry i'll sit in my corner (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, if anybody who is listening is uh you know, a devout Christian and you want to send your hate mail, please focus all of it on Sean.
0: He wants it.
2: Sean
1: Mo at nerdonomy.com.
0: <laughs> he wants hate mail.
2: Don't you, you also can, want the included uh, pornography? Or
1: if you can do it on 140 characters or less, hit me up on Twitter. Big Sean. But usually Moe. hate speech takes more than that. And so. uh,
2: if you'd like to send a message to him, like by mailing him ammunition. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Tw- tweet me.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sean. Hate messages are pretty much half of what Twitter is. What are you talking about? It takes more than one hundred and forty
4: <laughs> characters. They've for done that. studies,
3: you know. Yeah, sixty uh, percent of the time, time, it works. films, every time. Yeah.
0: So, um, <laughs> other things. Uh, let's just go. Jimmy Stewart. Um, it's a Wonderful Life and Harvey. Yeah, sure. Those are definitely fantasy Mr. films. Mr. <clears> Smith
3: <clears throat> Goes to Washington, because uh, none of that shit no, would happen in Congress in real life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Totally a fantasy yeah. movie. Okay. Total, total
2: fact: filibustering is a myth. Actually, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't actually
0: exist. There we go. Um, but yeah, then there's there's interesting things where you're you, another, like other subgenres where you're looking at historical fantasy and romantic fantasy things like Pirates of the Caribbean kind of plays on oh. both of that. Romantic Serendipity. fantasy. Sure. Serendipity.
2: Oh
3: no, I'm sorry. Kate and Leopold. That's what I was thinking. Kate of. and Leopold. Well, Serendipity would also yeah. qualify, I believe. Okay, because I really because I don't the,
0: think there was actually that was there that was a, like it, more of like wasn't, the idea it
1: wasn't of supernatural eight. right it was just romanticism
2: <laughs> on the extreme
1: yeah. I guess you could more, say I
2: think it was, the whole movie was I mean they call it serendipity and I guess it there was lots of serendipitous Moments. events that took place. Yeah. But I think the overall arc of it was that one person was saying it was only serendipity, but in fact it was something more like fate. It, it's called it, well, stalker. It, it
0: was it was fate, but in this sense they were playing on fate as being a real thing. Right. Yes. But F- I don't think that was necessarily. <clears throat> I think that's like. I wouldn't say that's fantastical. I think that was more of like a philosophy. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. But um, if you want to look at something that's actually not fantasy, but is more surrealist hidden tiger crouching, or hidden... Crouching, crouching tiger. tiger. Thank you. I was like, that's
1: yeah. fucking backwards. I would, I would say <laughs> well, it's not isn't that, it but is wuxia. isn't that based on Chinese lore about <clears> throat> fighters throat> being able to fly? It, excuse things me. Things like that. Um, well, so
2: here's the thing. Crouching tiger, hidden dragon, I'm sorry, Sarah, that's Uh is, I think, a very specific subgenre of kung fu movies. It's called wuxia. And wuxia takes place in imperial China. Um, it And it involves certain stylistic elements like characters being able to fly, mm-hmm. characters being able to do superhuman elements with their their fighting skills. And this moment in Nerds on History was brought to you by
3: the letter F for fantasy. No, that was awesome, Brian. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to... Kevin just... went Muppet again. I did, I did. No, no, that was awesome. No, I, I just, I just but, wanted to put that out there. But
0: cause... that's true. So it's, it's awesome. not necessarily fantasy, but it is a surreal type of depiction.
2: I would, I would consider it fantasy in the sense that because things happen that you can't explain. It's not necessarily high fantasy. I wouldn't no, call it high fantasy. I don't know if I want to throw that in that
3: definition of things happening you can't explain because you could attribute ghosts and the devil and aliens to that category as well.
1: Yeah, that's why it blurs. And right. you said earlier that that things like Lord of the Rings that are considered high fantasy are because they're based on classical literature. Well, in China, classical literature.
0: Actually, I didn't is say anything what, about
1: classical literature. Brian said that, oh, and you okay. nodded at him.
0: Okay. Yeah. But I mean, so, no, like that. <laughs> I said, you know what? It's honestly that there's a lot of roots in that in classical literature. Mm.
1: Um, so, yeah, so from classic stories from China are getting turned into movies nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that's, but you can could be take, considered high fantasy, right?
0: No, but you can take great expectations and turn that into a movie, and that's not necessarily going to be fantasy, but it's still a classic piece of literature. So that's a that's a flimsy. But if you did it in
2: space, <laughs> expectations okay. in space. We're trying space. to say is that Sarah's an ethno elitist. So. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. I am. That is a joke. I don't actually think that. Oh, wow. Wow. Fun fact after the movie Serendipity
3: came out, I started using the word serendipity. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah, dead serious. And everybody, Kevin. that's what Kevin five has minutes. to contribute.
3: <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is me for the evening.
2: I bid you adieu. <laughs> no, I just said five minutes. I didn't say you, you had to leave.
3: You're just on just
0: time out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: What I do think is interesting is that uh, the dictionary definition of fantasy, which derives from the early 14th century, is defined as illusory appearance and uh, it comes from uh, old French, the fantasy um, and you know, when you, it has the same root as things like phantom and the same root as things that, you know, we're talking about spectral, things that are, again, of an otherworldly nature so I don't think it's that unreasonable to say the things you can't explain can fall into that area of fantasy. I think if we're tying it into something that people also believe to be true so, and we're, we're saying it's fictional then I, I can understand so, why that line goes... Go ahead.
0: Yes. Well, and that goes, I mean, really that goes back to the roots of what fantasy is, because if you look at things like... The Odyssey and um, uh, Gilgamesh and and, and like Dante's look, Inferno. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, that's fantasy. That's actually a very specific type of subgenre of fantasy as well. Um, well that's uh, why I That's brought it that's, that's bangsian fantasy. Oh. Okay. Um, but if you go if you go all the way back to those types of things, at one point people believed that true. Just the way that some people um, will still hold that maybe you know Genesis is true. And this is also
2: why, you know, some people do make Christmas lists to Santa Claus, and I make my Christmas list every Christmas to Luke Skywalker. So there you go. Beowulf. (laughs) Another fantasy story.
0: Yeah, I'm not actually entirely sure how much people thought that Beowulf was real. True. But some people... But how
3: many people, apart from Eric, how many... There's a lot of people that think Star Trek is real. So if you're going by the definition of what fantasy is, Brian, then it's like the science fiction genre just... Kind of melds, pun intended, into uh, fantasy. It can. It can. So,
0: and that's that's a, again what I was. We were trying to talk about science fiction is that a lot of times science fiction needs to be doesn't need to be can often be rooted in real science things that we know are physically possible in this world and could potentially be true. Right. Look at
2: Thor. Thor even flat Thor. Out says it at one point. He said, you know, you guys called it magic. Uh, or no. We call it magic. or You used to call it magic. They now call it science. In our world, they're one and the same. Yeah. You know? That's true. And if you look into, like, the Thor comic books, all the Asgardian technology does look very mystical, but there's all some sort of explanation for what this thing is, even though there's a certain point where the thing that explains that is totally fictional. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the, like the lightsaber. There is a crystal that is in that handle that would work with a power cell, reflects the light, and refracts it, and turns it into a blade. You believe it because of the details, but <laughs> the actual logic behind it doesn't actually hold up to scientific scrutiny.
3: Because we haven't done that yet.
2: Exactly. Except
3: we have done that once, and that was in a giant warehouse, and they had to shut it down immediately because it was so powerful.
2: What I did read that of, once. A beam of coherent light that bent back on itself?
3: No, no, not bent back on itself. That could cut through things.
1: Oh. Yay, science! <laughs> okay then so I guess when you're when you're trying to figure out what kind of movie a movie what kind of genre a movie lands under, it's suppose that the one that's the most prevalent if it's one that's a mixture is the one that you put it under right that's why Star Wars would be more science fiction than fantasy and it gets put in the sci fi section yep
0: yeah and I, and I think also a certain amount of that kind of does go into the audience that it appeals to mm. so you know and 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 honestly, when you think of fantasy, you do think of more high fantasy because that really probably does have a larger subculture fan base when you decide to think about that so it's everything is kind of blurry when it comes to fantasy and when it comes to what we what really is called movie magic and the funny thing i was trying to figure out when we decided to do this was i really wanted to know where does the popular trends go as far as fantasy is concerned because i personally feel a little bit like fantasy has become more popular in say the early '80s and up, um, post the 1970s Dungeons and Dragons movie, and then you have things like Legend and Neverending Story and Dark Crystal and Labyrinth.
2: Wait a second, there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie in the '70s.
0: 1978, I believe.
2: Really? I I, think yes, so. it's terrible. Well So was the one they made with Jeremy Irons, but I just didn't know they made an origi- another. Let
1: the blood. Rain from the sky.
3: <laughs> I think we found the, ep- the name for our episode. Go. yes. There you go. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jeremy that- Irons
1: was so horrible in that. Movie. <laughs> Sean, write that down. Right. It's like he was on pills.
0: But then you, but then you also look at Freaky Friday and Splash er, and, and Big, Big and Oh Mannequin and things like that. But then you know it, it almost the high fancy kind of fell by the wayside until. You know, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Game of Thrones, that sort of thing, Harry Potter. But again, that's Narnia as well. Narnia, and that's a very typical type of what we expect of fantasy. But then there's other things too, Um, like I mentioned, Bangsian fantasy is is actually, and it's kind of debated a little bit, but it very specifically ties into um, depicting the afterlife, and so. um, So things
1: like the Frighteners.
0: The Frighteners um, or R.I.P.D. um, Clash
1: Six of cents. the
0: Titans. You know, I don't know if that really counts. I'm not I sure. Would,
3: uh, well, it, it was definitely made in the 80s. So following your trend, and then it was remade in yeah. the 2000s. And I mean, it could. Hmm. I, well, I,
0: I mean, that has little to do with anything. Well, I mean, no, it's it, just, it, just adding it. Sure, sure. Um, circulation or whatever. Baron Munchausen. Um, the Divine Comedy. Yeah. Um, and uh,
1: Dogma. <laughs> yeah. They don't really go, but they don't yeah. go into
0: the afterlife. They
1: it's, don't go into that. It's,
0: it's supernatural
3: right. beings from the afterlife. That's a that's okay. actually that's
0: well that's fantasy that's tied in with angels and there's a very specific okay. subgenre to that too. Right. <laughs> See, this is where it kind of <laughs> breaks down and it muddles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Albert Brooks's movie, "Defending Your Life." Oh
1: yeah! Oh god, yeah. I love that movie.
0: It's that a is good a good one, movie. right? And that's kind of considered Bangzian. That is but, one of
1: my
2: favorites.
0: But then also. Technically speaking, if you look at it, um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yep. because there hmm. was a, an unofficial companion guide to it saying that um, all these famous fictional characters were all doing this in a world that was like the afterlife. So that's kind of like oh. fuzzy.
1: but um, That makes it awesome. Right? <laughs> that makes it watchable. <laughs> More awesome. I actually really enjoyed
3: that movie.
1: Really? I actually, yeah, I enjoyed
3: it. I'm going to have to watch it again because it was Sean it's... Connery's last
2: movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, That's well, why I like well, I it. Mean, I feel like I have to. before he retired. He's not <laughs> dead sure, yet. Sure. But he's, <laughs> but he's not... I
1: feel fine!
2: <laughs> he's going to be 83 this year, actually. Wow. Oh, God.
0: Um,
2: he still looks so good.
0: So, but why is it called Bangsian fantasy? Well, it was named after a guy named John Kendrick Bangs, who wrote um, several works that, that kind of played on that whole afterlife and using historical or famous fictional characters and playing them in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he mm. actually wrote the book that baron munchausen was based on so yeah it so uh, anyway the thing is though is there's so many genres and this this genre is so much larger oh shit than people lost realize. lost Duh. lost oh. lost totally you don't find out that.
1: it's bangsian until the very last
0: actually kind b- 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 of b- disappointing episode no bullshit i call giant <sighs> bullshit it's only that last season that is Bangzian. because they basically they clearly say that all the flash sideways, that spoilers if you haven't watched it, all the flash sideways in that last season, all that stuff was the stuff in the afterlife. That was when they were waiting for every, for everybody purgatory. to leave the church. That was purgatory. But if you look at all the stuff, all the stuff that happened on the island happened. That was all real.
3: And then when the bomb. Went off. That's when everyone ends up in purgatory. No. Yes.
0: No, that's not true. Yes. It's when they got off the island and everybody went on and lived the rest of their lives. It was all when they were dying as old people. That's fine, or you know, whatever, dying of their that... heart attacks, heart attacks and shit. That was when they go into their purgatory and they just happen to. Oh, be... when they go back to the island. No, when they. I leave clearly need done. to watch
1: all of Lost again because that's yeah. not what I... I figured. They were just dead for the whole time. No, well. that's so.
0: not true.
2: Isn't there a theory also that they never even left the island? They never got off the island, that that was all kind of their That's own shit. That's a sack of case. shit.
0: They, they, they say, it. They, you guys were on the island, you left the island, all that stuff happened. Everything that happened, you went and you lived your life, and then when you died, you came back to this point, you were going back to that purgatory of all the flash sideways because you guys were waiting for the rest of everybody else to finish dying off so you can all go to the other side together. That's what oh, they said in the last okay. episode.
3: <sighs> clearly, I'm not as big of a Lost fan as I thought I was. You,
0: clearly. Clearly. You you guys want to talk Lost? Yeah. Get David. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll yeah. talk Lost oh. all day. He
0: was the one who got me into Lost, so...
1: I caught up with it at, like, the season opener of season five my roommate showed it to me and i just kept asking questions he's like shut the fuck up and just watch them all <laughs> yeah. on abc.com and and it snowed so much that year that over the course of 3 months i didn't do anything but watch this laptop which i put a label on it that said the lost machine because that's all it. because <laughs> you lost your time
3: with I... that machine
0: Quite literally, watched the first three seasons in three weeks because of. David. Damn, I was brushing that is a lot of. I was wow. takes a lot Whoa. of. I was brushing dedication. my teeth while watching Lost. I was watching it in between classes. It was ridiculous. The,
3: the most that I've ever binged on TV was watching seasons one of two of Dexter in one weekend. So that was twenty four hours of TV in forty eight
0: hours.
2: Okay, so that's bangsian. But why don't we talk about the damsel in distress? Because there's a lot of fantastical stories that deal with that. I think uh, actually one of them is kind of that plays with it is Star Wars. You know, you have Princess Leia, who is a damsel in distress, but yet she defies the mold of the damsel in distress because she also is like... She's a badass. What are you, what are you guys trying to do? We're trying to save you. And she's like, someone's got to save us. And then, you know, she, yeah you know, ends up being a badass.
1: On Do and and we right. have any examples of when that's been reversed, where it's actually a dude in distress and... A lady's coming to rescue oh. Um
2: Yes, actually. Enchanted. There you go. Yes. Enchanted.
0: Quite so. The, and they make that a very explicit point to demonstrate that because they were trying to play on the whole Disney princess type. Um, and so they purposely had her kind of turn around and, and save him from the dragon. Yeah, um, and that makes
1: cute. that movie so awesome.
0: Um, everything about that movie makes that movie awesome. Including I
1: love Including the animated that movie. opening. I
0: think
3: well, that's my favorite part.
0: The music. Hello? Well, yeah, that too. The glorious return of Alan Menken to, to Disney. I was and Alan Menken and Schwartz themselves. Yeah, oh my god, it was so good! It
2: was so good. Who doesn't want to break out in the musical Never in Central Park in the springtime?
0: Um,
1: I know I, I'm, I'm
2: one of those people. So I've done it. Well, People if you do it, it correctly, crazy. everybody
1: already is just ingrained with some sort of choreography and things well, to sing. Well, there's not that of work actors in. in New York
2: anyway that they'll just kind of catch the harmony and just kind of go along with it. There you no, go. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So well, it's, it's actually totally plausible.
0: And that's why that's why flash mobs exist, because we want the sense of real magic in life.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the words of Sheldon Cooper, what's life without whimsy? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, Big
1: I, Bang Theory quote, really? The least whimsical person I've ever seen I know, on television. That's what's so funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: I'm tra- I'm trying to think of like really good aside from like the Disney ones of like the good damsel in distress well, uh, kind uh, of the tropes. hero's
3: journey. You know, a knight slaying
2: the dragon to save the never queen. ending That's story. That's not
0: necessarily the hero's journey though.
2: Yeah, is. Uh, the never ending story. One. The princess. I got one. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Sonya Blade. Princess becomes, Katana becomes the oh. damsel in distress in the movie. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. And then it was, was it Raiden Liu Kang and... No, Raiden is kind of the guy who's like the seer. He's kind of sitting back and oh, watching.
1: Oh, snap. I got it. Brian, I can't believe you didn't think of this first. What? The end of The Dark Knight Rises. Catwoman has to come in and blast Bane... Of... Oh, spoilers. Catwoman has to come in that is and straight, blast that Bane it. apart. That yeah, there you, the there you Good go. Good
0: call, Sean. But the thing is, is what I find very interesting about all those examples of where... It's, oh, you know, the ones that we can come up with at least. Those are the ones that are very purposeful role res- reversals as opposed to a woman being a consistent hero throughout the With the, the story, exception of Sonya Moon, because
2: she just gets flat out kidnapped. Yeah. And then Luke Kang, Johnny Cage, and uh, who's the third person?
0: You remember that movie awfully well. It was Marvel. Oh, Mar- oh, we
2: watched the shit out of that. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> okay, so, so, yeah. so, so since. Uh, oh! So, some, got, summer, okay, of summer of 95. Summer of 95. I can think of five movies that made that summer that were on constant repeat. Batman Forever, and Sean and I talked... Sean talked about that last week. Ace Ventura 2, which, by the way, I almost vomited popcorn when we saw that movie. When Sean was talking about the whole uh, spitting... Or you were talking about the whole spitting thing? Yeah. When they did... When he does the whole thing, when he walks out, I literally... Like, I... I had to hold my mouth because I was literally about to upchuck popcorn because I was awesome. laughing because I was laughing so hard. So there's those, and then there's um, Mortal Kombat was certainly one of those. Apollo 13 st- stands out too because we were we were pretty young, but like my dad took us to see Apollo 13. That yeah. came
3: out in 95.
2: 95, and it did indeed. I'm looking that up. Don't don't argue with me. On no, it. I'm not going to just... argue. I'm just
3: looking it up because that was one of the biggest movies of my childhood.
2: Yeah, 95. God well, I can't. Toy Story. There you go. Toy Story. How could you forget Toy Story? Yeah, The Toy Story wasn't as, as influential on our childhood. Here, so. I, How is
1: this all tying into fantasy again?
2: I was just making a personal reference, that's uh, all. Oh, okay. Alright, all right. so I have two movies. I'm going to explain so why I... I knew Mortal Kombat so well. It's cause <laughs> what it was are you doing? One of our... Sarah, what are you doing? Nothing. She's right. playing with the webcam.
3: Well, um, I had two <laughs> movies where, inadvertently, I guess, um, where uh, a woman comes in and saves a day from an idiotic man, I guess you could say. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Cindy Lou Who. Saves a grinch's soul. Okay, and yeah. what women want. I never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely Yay. a
0: fantasy, though.
1: I would say what women want is fantasy. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like a guy can actually know what a woman's doing. <laughs> <be. laughs> I know, right? Would Red Sonia count? Is she rescuing? Is she trying to rescue somebody through a hero's journey?
0: Why do we keep? So here's anybody? The... Okay, guys. I know I don't think we're very couldn't clear... rescue
1: her career after that movie.
0: But... I don't think we're very clear on what hero's journey
2: means. <laughs> hero's journey is the per... so let me make sure I get this correct because obviously it's the you're, brand you're... of
1: underwear I wear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, say hero's journey. Noted, inside. folks.
2: If Neuronomy ever breaks into clothing, hero's journey is going to be our, our name of our clothing, our underwear mm-hmm. line. Um, <laughs> totally, and it'll be wool. It'll be wool underwear. Right. right.
1: oh No. Oh, soft no. Soft wool. Um. Okay, so Whoa. anyway. Rayon blend. There you go. There you go. For maximum irritation. So.
0: <laughs> Polyester for extra swamp acts.
2: Ew. We're particularly in hot and humid climates. So um, so from my understanding, the hero's journey is supposed to be, you have a, uh, a, a main character. I don't even want to say. A
0: main character. A main
2: character who basically is charged with a task that, they have to complete that more often than not goes against what their core flies or it conflicts with their core flaw. And in the process of doing that, they usually have to make a, a, a self realization about themselves and usually, and oftentimes also involves sacrifice.
0: It usually involves some sort of sacrifice or some sort of learning pattern, but yeah. And there's a, there's almost always a messenger, a mentor, henchman, and one person within the story that will do a role reversal and those are just some kind of very specifics. Um, and then there's an actual pattern to it, where the stasis of the her- of the hero changes, where they actually make the very physical shift in- right. into into completing their quest.
2: And this goes all the way back to Gilgamesh.
0: Yeah, and yeah. It, and it gets associated very commonly with the whole "I need to go slay the dragon" thing. But it, uh, you know a prince saying, "Yes, I'm gonna go slay the dragon and save Sleeping Beauty." That's not necessarily the hero's journey journey because he doesn't learn anything. The hero in that
2: case is, in fact, Sleeping Beauty. He learns what love
1: is, Sarah. (laughs) He learns what love is. He He learns what it means
2: to
3: sacrifice.
1: What What, 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 what I find very interesting. I'll
2: tell you
1: what. My cup's full of regret. Regret. (laughs) Uh, Peter Dinklage.
2: well, see what I find really interesting about this discussion is the examples we've talked about are generally male yeah. heroes, and that's not what we're saying at all. I think the hero in this case, in Sleeping Beauty's case, even though uh, the prince charming in this case is the archetypal hero because he saves her from the um, dragon, from the dragon, he's also more of a Deus Ex Machina because. Mm-hmm. She is really the one who is undergoing the hero's journey. She's the one who is learning. And that's a lot of things that in the Disney version aren't even her fault. But, you know, it's naivete, trying to overcome that. And her own flaws end up getting her into a, a, an uncompro- a completely compromised situation, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Even
0: though it's the guy that needs to save her from that, too, because, I mean, when she wakes up, she's like, oh, my God, that was a totally stupid thing I think that's actually a good
2: example of protagonist versus... Well, protagonist and hero really are the same thing. I'm trying to think of that main character versus protagonist, maybe? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but, I mean, if you look at Alice in Wonderland, Alice is, you know, the clear hero of that one, and she goes through her sort of really fucked-up journey, so...
3: Right. Acid-filled, yeah. psychotropic right, journey. Right, right.
0: But, but the hero and that whole you know hero versus the dark evil that kind of thing that is a very very typical trope of fantasy which is why it's so important that we talk about it
1: yeah it's probably one of the best examples of that is the wizard of oz
0: yes and actually the wizard of oz is in afi's top 10 um fantasy movies
2: and it's also in the top 10 of all time too
0: and it's um yeah it's the um like it's the number one best rated fantasy movie on rotten tomatoes
1: Interesting. Do mm. we want even though there were three critics back then.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. no, only
1: three. Their aggregator says one hundred percent right it's actually na- it's actually
0: 99% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes for well, some reason that is. Is there's a 1% people who don't like it
1: well it is getting we some angry an person MX3D that's like this, this is week. bullshit <laughs> this week yeah, this I had week. some red slippers they took me nowhere <laughs>
3: I clicked my
0: heels three times I didn't do shit it's bullshit <laughs> it's probably this. it's probably the same pr- it, it's me it's me because Glinda's it's a just, bitch
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah or it's like someone that's uh, my a relative of mine actually had a house fall on them and so I don't find this movie very funny <laughs> <laughs> My town is full of yellow brick
2: roads, and know what that led me to despair. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Horse follow, shit. <laughs> yeah, don't
0: follow the yellow brick road in my town. You just find trannies and coke. <laughs> <laughs>
3: follow,
0: follow, 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 follow yellow brick road. So, do you guys want to know what the uh, the top ten AFI fantasy films are? Yeah, that's sure. yes. All right, number ten, 1988,
3: Big. Makes sense. Yep, hmm. makes total sense.
0: 1924, Thief of Baghdad, at number nine. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Number eight, nineteen ninety three, Groundhog Day.
3: Yeah, that should be up higher.
0: That's <laughs> well, yeah. There's some there's some really good ones in there. All right, here. let's hear them. Um, number seven, nineteen fifty, Harvey.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh man, That's yeah. Such a good movie. I, I have, need to watch that. L- again. I adore that movie. Um, number six, also a very
2: popular stage play too. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number six, nineteen eighty nine, Field Field of Dreams.
1: <gasps> I just bought that on Blu-ray wow. yesterday. That's mm-hmm. that high on the list. Yeah. I mean, I love it, but it's fucking corny. Because Quite literally, the corn it's in corny. In
0: Number five, 1947's Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, that's Agreed.
3: corny, but it's adorable.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, 1933 King Kong. Mm-hmm.
2: Not
1: the Peter Jackson version?
0: Not the Peter Jackson, 1933. <laughs> Unless Peter Jackson was alive in 1933.
2: Never yeah, mind that it's a beat-by-beat remake of the 1933 version. No, yeah, whatever pretty close to it. It's not beat by beat. We can argue about this
1: another day. Yeah. Go on, the lightsabers, gentlemen. <laughs> oh,
3: I have <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Um Number three,
0: 1946, It's a Wonderful Life. And then number two, 2001, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And number one. Really? Yeah. They
1: yeah. we'll put the first one, not the third one? I Ooh, just want to stop point. Princess Bride on that list. Where, what? I, no, I'm not a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings trilogy either, but I enjoy the last one a lot. Princess Bride is definitely on the top 100, I just just. Well, it's just I'm not, sure it is. This is just top <laughs> 10. Sorry, I stuttered.
2: It. It's just not on the top 10.
0: Okay. Yeah, um, and then number one, 1939,
2: Wizard of Oz. Hmm. Huh. Number one. <sighs> yep. I'm sorry, uh,
3: Pokemon Heroes should definitely be number one. <laughs> well, if you want to get...
1: If, I was so, going to say Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, should be on there somewhere.
4: <laughs>
0: but these, I, the,
2: I'm glad you said something, Sean, because if you didn't speak <laughs> up, I was going to. <laughs> but I
0: these think are, Brian saw
1: that opening day.
0: But these are just like... No, the, the top. top Those were the AFI top rated. If okay. you, the, the top rated on... On critical, or at least just the first five, because you know, let's not get into all that. But on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Wizard of Oz was number one, Pinocchio's number two. Which
3: one, which Pinocchio
0: 1940? The Disney one, yeah, okay. Um, number three, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, a again, Kraton. Disney, mm. yeah. Um, number four, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part two, and number oh. five is Fantasia
2: 1940. Fantasia, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, because. Yeah. So my dad took me to see Fantasia when it was on a second, like one of the three releases, in like the early '90s. And, and we, I missed we, that. We went. We literally darn. went. Um, we went to eleven o'clock mass at St. Lucy's, and went directly across the street to the uh. Plaza theaters where it was playing. And I was excited when we get into like the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and then I probably fell asleep about a half hour into it. I to gonna, this day have never fi- finished watching. I'm not Fantasia. gonna lie, the Sorcerer's well, Apprentice is think. the best part of that. It, yeah, it so is, much so that they included it in Fantasia 2000
0: as well. True. Well, the so the really freaking dark, scary part with the demons. Dun, dun, yeah, that's the part that re- that I remember the most, and that shit scared the fuck out of me. i that
3: part. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> actually,
1: Speaking I'm... of which, guys, if you haven't watched this movie after drinking two bottles of Nyquil, <laughs> I strongly suggest. <laughs> and
3: and. And, oh, five you, pot, and, and if you five, have a 3D
1: TV, pot. watch and it in, a, in 3D it in. Dude,
0: if you,
3: after two bottles of cold
1: medicine. medicine.
0: Can you imagine doing the Ambien challenge with that?
1: Ooh. Holy fuck. <laughs> you would never wake up. You would never huh. wake up. There'll <laughs> be a label. That, it'll be one of those warnings on the commercial. Warning. If you're a fan of Fantasia, please can, please ask your doctor <laughs> if this is safe for you.
2: What I really wanted to see... I never saw Fantasia 2000, but I heard they did... It's an, pretty good. Yeah, they did Rhapsody in Blue, and I love... That oh, movement. that's right. So, and to see Gershwin translate into vision, into imagery, I would love that to see it. I forget that's which sequence was mixed with that, but I remember being I know impressed a scene. with I knew ben there was a vision bit too where too. it starts with notes, and then the notes turn into people, and it like mm-hmm. goes into like a, a crowded subway. I've seen like little fragments of it, and I was like, mm. this looks really, really cool.
3: It's worth seeing, for sure. Um, after drinking a bottle and a half of uh, wine, I will tell you that Fantasia got more and more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! Brooms, <laughs> they're dancing.
1: <laughs> no, it wow. wasn't like that at a all. A broom came out of the screen and shook my hand when I was all on the cold medicine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, right. to bring okay. the last episode back to here, The Mask,
0: yeah, the mask is totally definitely fantasy, movie. A fantasy movie, absolutely, totally. yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I share a little comment on that too? Mm-hmm. So, when we watched The Mask, we got these little animated comics that were on uh, that were available for Mac back in like the mid 90s. And yeah, it was a it was a software you could buy that was all just motion comics. Motion up comics, sweet, exactly. What I find really interesting is that the Stanley Ipkiss mask actually gets killed off very early on because he was just this m- complete maniacal killer. The actual funny like joking yeah. mask that you saw in the film was actually what happens when um, Lieutenant. What's his, What's the cop's name?
3: Lieutenant Dan. No, no that's no, no. not it. I forget.
2: <laughs> I can't remember. Well, basically, in the comic book story, the cop gets hold of the mask, and he becomes the mask, and his version of the mask is the one that Jim Carrey is like in the movie. So they Yeah, that the software dick.
1: was super he's not, graphic. He's not like as... The comic book yeah. version of the mask was super graphic. Like, you did not like Stanley Ipkiss. Yeah. He just tore people to pieces. In
2: fact, there were exact moments that were lifted from the... I need to look up this cop's name, because I can't keep referring to him as the cop. Hold
0: on. You can
3: Why refer not?
2: to him as <laughs>
1: Lieutenant.
0: So, wait, so wait, this was what the movie was based on?
1: Yeah, so hang on. Yeah, the second. movie's actually based on a comic book. I think it was a Dark Horse comic it Yes, was, it was that's a right. Horse that's comic, right. Good, yeah. good call, Sean.
0: How have we not mentioned The Mask as a comic book movie before?
1: Oh, I don't know. Shame. Damn. Shame Hold on us. Hold on. And you blew your comic book movie load with the first episode, Brian. Uh, we <laughs> didn't. It was, It was Lieutenant Calloway
2: okay Calloway
1: and Lieutenant Calloway is not stereotypical racist Irish cop so in the comic books
2: Lieutenant Calloway is not as uh, this hard-nosed procedural cop detective uh, as he is in the movie Um, he is just a cop who's working the investigation of the crimes committed by the Stanley Ipkiss mask who and and his mask was not comical at all he would just go and freaking kill people and then eventually his girlfriend gets hold of the mask puts it on and then kills him Um, damn so Calloway finds the mask and he puts it on one night by accident and he becomes, and he's the one who does literally, there's the whole like, um, blue animal scene. Yeah. Was directly lifted from the Kellaway version of the mask. Interesting. Huh. Um, so, huh. yeah. And he still gets in trouble with being in the mask. He still has the conflict with it because he doesn't know when to, when to stop taking it off. Right. But that movie is a loose interpretation at best of the dark horse mask. I already, and the prefer son the movie of the version. mask is
1: even looser. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Yeah,
0: (laughs) I want you to just rethink that statement you just said. No, I'm
1: talking Philadelphia (laughs) hooker's butthole loose.
3: (laughs) Anywho. So when it comes to the fantasy genre, um, the one that I think is quick uh, quick draw, I would say in terms of being labeled as fantasy, would be anything related to magic, just magic per se, like Mm. um, the prestige. It's a total straight drama, but with the magical element... People automatically, I found, uh, kind of use that trigger
2: word, fantasy. That was actually very off-putting to me when I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be mm. some thriller about dueling magicians, and then they actually bring in some fantasy. It. it was like the it, actual it
0: felt- concept of um of magic being possible through science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: like that, which is awesome. Was awesome, but it felt like. Wait a second! Where the hell is this coming from? It It was a total left field element. That was like
0: a ninety degree angle in the movie. But that was the whole point. Yeah, because it had
2: been done before. Nobody said it was bad.
1: Yeah, it's so amazing. I fucking love that movie.
2: For me, it was a little hard to uh, to accept at first, and then I then I warmed over to it. But come on, Nikola
3: Tesla, played by none other than David Bowie.
2: What's difficult to oh, accept and about Bowie that? David Bowie
0: actually is... Him making is. a
2: teleportation device that fuck... Or a uh, cloning device that actually works. That yeah. was what was hard to accept. So, what I... Just brilliant. <laughs> that magically, you sit in it, and then all of a sudden, bam, you are... You...
1: That was the... Brian, that was the part you had a hard time accepting, not that he's just like, I'm going to drown every single clone. I'm just going to kill yeah, myself that was Baylor, every by the day. Way. The, the hardest part, really,
2: you guys didn't know that Christian it was Christian Bale's twin brother the entire movie, really... That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Point being, guys, David Bowie playing Nikola Tesla, which you know he's playing like what was arguably like a real life wizard of science. Yeah. The funny part is though, is David Bowie actually is a wizard. Like the Labyrinth was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being dead serious about that. He is the uh, Goblin King. Yeah, I
2: think. In, th- in fact, it all started when he was about eight years old. He turned his younger sister into a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that joke is lost uh-huh. on me. It was just deadpan humor. That's all. It was okay. just weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, believe me, our listeners will think it's funny. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Totally Your vote kidding. of confidence is womp, resounding. Womp.
3: womp womp. Um, I don't know if we have. And yeah, we definitely don't have enough time. Um, to, to talk. about uh, Superman.
0: What about it?
3: Mm-hmm. It's definitely. Comic book fantasy. It's comic book fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Book fantasy. yeah but. But there's a whole lore with, you know, Krypton and him being, you know, from a they've planet tried to with less gravity. They've tried, or, to,
2: they've tried to ex- make a scientific explanation for but, why his yeah. powers but exist. But that's
0: where it blurs, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, when you when you go into the alien other world thing, it can play sci-fi. Um, I mean, if you look at, uh, say, like, something traditional like The Martian Chronicles by Bradbury, you know, if you try to... If you play on that, like, it's sci-fi, but it's also complete fantasy. Like, knowing that, no, there aren't any... There's not alien life on mars like that but what if there was alien sure. life so it, it, it kind of plays that's where the lines blur
1: yeah and stories like that like flash gordon and superman and all those stories back in the day they were considered fantasy from the get-go oh yeah. we've come up with these labels over time
3: yeah like john carter or uh, uh, princess of mars when yeah. that book was written mm-hmm. and I, yeah, entry, I what i find totally
2: Superman is basically the revision of John Carter because oh, yeah. if you look at the explanation of why John Carter can do what he does on Mars, it's the exact explanation for why Superman can do what he does on Earth.
3: The only difference is, I think, flying because John well, Carter technically
2: can't fly. No, but he leaps tall buildings in single bounds. Very true. Yeah. And if they're uh, well, buildings, what on Mars. I will say, people will talk about the issues with, with Man Steel. Everyone knows their opinions on this at this point. What I do appreciate is that he didn't know how to fly right away, that he had, to, he had to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I do appreciate that he started off leaping and that they, he had to kind of grow into no, it. No,
0: that was good. I liked that, too. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was nice. There was a lot of nice stuff about that movie.
2: Great. Yeah, awesome. Have, by the way, have you heard that, that there's, a, there's awesome, a video now yes. of Henry Cavill talking to Super Grover what? On, on Sesame Street? Oh my what? God! What? Yeah, <gasps> I'm looking
0: this up right now.
3: There
2: is a YouTube video of this on, I think, on the PBS uh, page for them, and it's Henry Cavill trying okay. talking about who's more super. I think.
0: We are watching that later. Yeah, I'm
2: looking that up right now. Uh, and there's also one with uh, Tom Hiddleston trying to teach the Cookie <gasps> yeah, Monster self control. Yeah, I posted that on my Facebook. Yeah, oh that yeah, was, no, uh, I saw that one. That one was amazing. That was really
3: good. That was so funny. Um, oh, wait, oh, I have, have to a, wait for Cookie. Oh. You make me wait so long.
0: <laughs> so I guess in the interest of kind of wrapping this up a little bit, do you guys want to hear the top 10 grossing sci-fi films? Ooh, the, ooh, yes. this the would be interesting. Oh, the Say it slow. Say it slow. Not the rated, like as far as critical <laughs> rating, but the IMDb top 10 gross movies. Um, yes. Number 10, Star Wars Episode 3.
3: Oh. <gasps> Revenge of the Sith, yeah, awesome, worthy, worthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Number nine, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. That one is actually, you know, shared. that's
3: pretty close to Revenge of the Sith. Actually, I just realized that. Yeah,
0: Spider-Man, two thousand two, nice. Toy Story three is at number seven.
3: <gasps> Whoa, worthy.
0: Uh, number six, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. Ah, boo! I know. No,
1: you're all wrong. Fuck both really? of the sequels to Pirates <laughs> yeah. of the Caribbean.
0: Curse of the Black Pearl is totally the best one. Well,
1: duh. That no, that's an amazing movie. That is one of my top twenty favorite about? movies. all time in the second best two. Fine, you
0: shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> I'm totally joking.
0: Um, Shrek Two really eh. is that number five you know
2: what Shrek 2 has an amazing montage toward the end with the whole giant gingerbread man and the I need a hero sequence that was fucking awesome that was awesome. pretty
0: good oh, mom, you mom, have to remember Lord, you have to remember that,
1: remember that she's, she's doing highest grossing movies yeah, just grossing. because stupid people it's deserve so to spend the yeah. money stupidly a yeah
2: I just love the whole bit with the with the puss in boots go go and all the guards go to him and he's just Come on, come on. When they make fun of cops
3: with knights, that was the best part of Shrest 2.
2: No, that's not mine. Uh,
3: days, days is no mine. Uh, it's catnip. <laughs> moving on.
0: Any, anyway, moving on. Number four, Star Wars, 1977.
3: Of course, that makes sense. I yep. keep forgetting that it earned that much money in 1977.
0: And then just beating it at number three, Star Wars, Episode One. Oh. Oh.
3: Oh. Well, that's mostly due to uh, Does that the, the re-release.
0: That has to do with a lot of anticipation, and I'm that sure. too, yeah, yeah,
1: anticipation hype. Such a long time in between, yeah, movies.
0: Number two, Avengers.
1: Yay! Nice. Yay. I know what number one is. You don't have to say it. I. I, I, I wonder we know we will on the count of three: <laughs> sugar, water, purple. Avatar. Avatar. Avatar.
2: Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. The one you That's said the the one you said movie you ever. You fuck at the beginning of that movie of this episode. There's a
3: difference between fuck and making love.
2: You're like you're like, I'm gonna fuck, but I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch the whole <laughs> thing. You fucking blindfold me during this. No, like I said, Princess Leia has to watch. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's right, Avatar. And yep. now there's gonna be Avatar two, three and four.
0: Really?
2: Yeah. They booked yep. it out that much? Avatar was good. It was watchable, but I wouldn't say it was a great movie. And I don't know if it deserves a sequel. It was <laughs> it Dances sequel.
0: with Wolves meets Gully meets the prequel to Heart of Darkness. That's exactly what that movie
3: was. <laughs> to Heart of Darkness.
0: Yeah, Heart of Darkness. The the book by Joseph Conrad. Oh,
3: uh, oh I was made into a documentary for Apocalypse Now.
0: No, so Apocalypse Now was based on the Heart of Darkness. Yes. Yes.
3: So they named the movie Apocalypse Now, but they named the documentary that was about. Apocalypse Now, Heart of Darkness. Yes. correct. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense.
0: They were tying it back to its original theme. That makes total sense.
3: See, I haven't read the book,
2: so I read yeah, the book way right, too much. That was
0: okay. I had to read that book over and over and over again in my lit theory class.
2: Nice. Never trust John G's lies. That's all I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. Um, I wanted to just throw this out there for being one of my more recent favorite fantasy movies: uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, that was a good one, actually. Very good one. I regret not seeing that in 3D. Yes, you should, because it's one of the best 3D movies I've ever seen.
0: I regret seeing that on a small screen. Oh, uh, But
3: How to Train Your Dragon 2 is coming
2: out
0: soon. There we go.
2: Yay. And nice. that's so good. Sweet. So I just wanted to make that reference there. So, folks, I think at this point, let's uh, turn it over to our listeners. Guys, you share with us your favorite fantasy movies, favorite fantasy moments, and what you uh, what you think defines fantasy as a film genre. In your
3: opinion, yeah, because I want to hear what other people say about this.
2: And to do that, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, our new fancy schmancy uh, schmutzed together Facebook page at Nerdonomy. You can also hit us up on our Twitter account at Nerdonomy or our personal Twitter accounts, right? I'm at Brian Moriarty.
0: I'm at Sarah Ash 16.
2: I'm at The Sertorius. And I'm at Big Sean Mo, not Otherwise, Long Dong
0: Silver,
3: <laughs> aka Long Dong Silver. You should make a separate Twitter account and just have the most random. I
2: think
1: someone already has to
2: have that account.
3: <laughs> that
0: has to happen.
2: Double check that, please, because if you can I jump will. on that, that would be amazing. <laughs>
0: But we do we, have a little bit of listener feedback, we right? We do.
2: We've got some good stuff to, to share this week. So let's do that. Corrections and feedback, yeah. One is from uh, Stevie and one is from Steven. Stevie is from England. Steven is from Australia. Ah, yes. And so we've been talking about our whether it's acceptable for us to do our British accents. So oh, we have we have so an authority on this. Yeah, so Steve Vandis yeah. says, don't mind, we love the British accents, don't mind doing a bad, a bad Australian one, we, we're okay with it. And personally, the national pastime in Australia is making fun of the British, so we appreciate bad English accents anyway. Awesome. All right. So that's what he says. Stevie, uh, who is, again, from Portsmouth, England, uh, says, well, seeing as you all love doing British accents so much, we would like each of you to recite your favorite Monty Python quote in British accents.
3: Oh,
2: man.
0: This is so, this was... Okay, I saw this one earlier, and it was killing me, because I'm like, I have to pick a favorite.
2: One? (laughs) Well, this is not surprising coming from you. I know. (laughs) But I have to do the Michael Palin voice for it. I can't just do a regular British accent. No, you just do,
0: like, the the (sighs) real, so I was, which one are you going to do?
2: And he said, oh, Lord, please bless thy holy hand grenade, that with it I may (laughs) blow thine enemies to tiny bits in thy mercy. Oh, my God. (laughs) So good.
0: And actually, so I was thinking I was going to take one from Holy Grail... And I wanted to do the uh, watery tarts distributing swords thing, oh, because right. that whole speech and that whole and I would want to do the Supreme whole damn executive thing.
2: executive power. That's I didn't feel for you. That's <laughs> <No, I don't laughs> <don't laughs> classical <laughs> aquatic ceremony.
0: Yes. Who but are but the I I <laughs> are. We all? I
2: didn't vote for <laughs> you? <laughs> um, Go
0: ahead. And and I couldn't I couldn't do that because that one I just felt like we're gonna do too many Holy Grail ones. So I had to pick one from <sighs> I had to pick one from Flying Circus. Because I love that TV series. It was amazing. So. This parrot is no more. It has ceased to be. It's expired (laughs) and gone to meet its maker. This is a late parrot. It's a stiff, bereft of life. It rests in peace. If you hadn't nailed it to the perch, it'd be pushing up the daisies. It's rung down the curtain and joined the choir invisible. This is an x parrot.
3: <laughs> That's so good. Well done. That's uh, so
1: good. <sighs> Alright, I got one. Alright, go. One day, all this will be yours.
0: What the cats?
4: Not
2: the kittens! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. She's young, she's rich, she's got huge tracts Tracks of, of land,
0: land and Oh, my God. I almost bought a shirt from Think Geek that said huge tracts of land. I would have worn that every
3: day. <laughs>
2: go ahead, Kevin. Oh,
3: man. Uh, you caught me unprepared, just so... Go, just go with what feels good. But it's not a British accent. It's a French accent. Go for it. Ah fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of
2: elderberries. Pfft. A strange person. <laughs> <laughs> I even had to do the gesture. You I guess, guess I... I just realized I have like a, a conscious obsession with Michael Palin's characters. Because... It's
0: so they're but so that, good. Geez,
2: they are so good. I, I of, miss classic John Cleese though. I really do.
0: I kind of have an obsession oh, yeah. with Michael Palin. Like I'm kind of in love with young Michael. I, Palin Have you guys
2: seen the serious cut of the Monty Python and The Holy Grail movie? There's, no, no, there's no! Something. It's not
0: the
3: serious it's, cut. It's, it's a, the it's a modern
2: a, movie trailer of. It's a fake Monty Python it's, and it's a trailer. trailer, as if yep. it were like a, a modern medieval quest movie. It is amazing.
3: <laughs> it is so good. It is they, so oh, good. So, there's some
1: really great things like yeah. that on the internet. Have you guys seen Broke Back to the Future? Yes. Oh, that's uh, oh my yeah, God. awesome. Oh, it's or so funny.
2: Titanic 2. Why can't I quit you? <laughs> well, the um, the thing about this movie that's the, the fake trailer is they took all the Gilliam shots, all the shots that were very clearly Terry Gilliam, and they put it together. And it makes it look like it's some modern, yeah. uh, like realistically shot. Mm-hmm. Handheld camera-looking version of King Arthur, and the, then. Then you shall
3: die. <laughs> exactly. I love how it just like fades to black, and then slowly comes in on the <laughs> black knight. <laughs> then you shall die, and so then, then the epic dun
0: dun 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 dun. The music <laughs> just comes in. Yeah. There's so much good Monty Python, though. I like think we need to do an
3: episode of Monty Python soon. We should. We really need we to. We
0: really should. Oh my god. Very soon, perhaps. <laughs> It's that. It's that particular. She partic- turned me into a newt. A newt. A newt? I got oh, I better. Got better. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it out your dead. dead. Here's one. <laughs> oh, I'm not dead. What?
3: He says he's not dead yet. I Quite a stand at the moment. <laughs> oh, don't be such a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in just a moment. <laughs> hey, hey,
2: who's that? It must be a king. How do you know? He, he has got, got shit all over him. him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh my God! So funny. So there you go, Stevie. There you go, Stevie and Steven, for your listening. I think quiz. you got, got way session. more
0: than you asked for. You but definitely you're got. <laughs> I
3: wouldn't say way more. He got more than he asked
2: for. Okay. Way more is when we do the Monty Python it's like, episode. Go, there you go. It's like going to a deli and just having extra meat in your sandwich, just for free, just because.
0: Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, but, so if we're going to talk about Spamalot for a second, I have to say that... That's not just
0: Spamalot. It's
3: like... I, it's like yeah, a, yeah, a meaning yeah. life. I know.
2: But there's... I, I it's all there's the a Catholics bit,
3: that don't believe in God. <laughs>
2: there's, a, there's a bit where King Arthur... I love it where he sings, I'm all alone. Yes. And like, my favorite part It gets funny is when Percy goes to go, I'm all alone, you're all alone. <laughs>
0: and he's like, I'm all alone, oh no, you're not. <laughs> that is... Oh my God. Spamalot is so... Fucking good.
2: Ugh. I think there's a local production that's gonna be happening in the near future. Really? Career. Yeah. <gasps> By the way. Ah. BT dubs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, our friend Nap. He does that. He does that laugh when something's good. He just goes. Ah.
2: <laughs> well, folks, I think that's it for this week. Till next time, stay nerdy and uh, tune into us next week, same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com.
0: Bye. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: I'm Sarah Ashley, I am. <laughs> <laughs> And roll credits.
3: Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex.
1: One does not simply walk into Mordor.
0: You named it Mordor?
1: Sorry.